Welcome to I Love It Here, a place where we discuss and share our thoughts on various topics, all focused on making life and work a better experience for everyone. Hello and welcome to I Love It Here, a place where we aim to inspire people through our shared interest of making work and life a little better. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation this month. I'm just, um, I'm searching around for a gratitude. What's uh, oh. what's on your list at the minute, Jonathan? I'm, I'm really grateful for the builders that are working at our house. They're doing an amazing mm-hmm. job. They are, um, they are, they're, they're taking their initiative. They're being really communicative and uh, they're just a thoroughly nice chaps. They're crawling all over our roof and, uh, and putting some new tiles on. But do they drink you know lots of tea? Um, I, they're not drinking lots of tea. They are, they are just making the whole process feel really easy, and they're doing a great job. And so often, when you have work like that done, it can be, um, it can be challenging. And this so far has not been that way. So I'm really grateful for them this month. And was it your was it your choice to to get the roof done, or or, or is it like um, a, like getting stuff fixed or having solar panels? Well, what's, the, what's the deal? The deal is that um, the house is um, the house is a couple of hundred years old, wow. and has got um, has got slates on the like proper proper Welsh slate. I think was on there. It's very very old, and um, every time I don't know if you've noticed, but the weather's been getting a little bit kind of more <laughs> unpredictable over the last few years, and the wind has been blowing a lot harder. I, I think it's so quite every... predictable. It's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so every every couple of years we have a good gust of wind and it blows a few tiles off, and we've had to have those tiles put back. But we've reached a point where it it's just going to be better to get it all done, as have it done all in one go, as opposed to having it done every having it repaired every couple of years. So that's why they're up there. Hopefully, when they're gone, we won't have any more bother with uh, troublesome weather and little patches of water appearing on the ceiling. Oh God. I think my um, my personal challenge with building work is always the uh, knowing when to stop. Mess. Hey, knowing when to stop. Well, That's your personal challenge with building work. <laughs> well, I I struggle with the um, disorder. So, like we're we're having some work, and the, the garden and the patio is all upside down. And I find myself wanting to go out and tidy it up to these sort of just confused looks from the builders going, what are you doing? We're just going to mess it up in a minute. <laughs> I know, but it makes me feel better. So <laughs> just clear off, will you? Well, thankfully, because all of the work is taking place kind of outside and on top of the house, there's not much chaos with us at the moment, thankfully. It's Mine's just a room full of... well. It still drives me mad. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Caleb? What are you grateful for? Uh, well... Uh, on that theme, actually, I think I've referred to this in the past, but I am at a b- very basic level of DIY, and um, I've tiled some. I've tiled around a new um, sink and basin unit in our toilet downstairs toilet, and um, we treated ourselves to a coffee machine the other week. And Amanda said, "No, we can't have that unless we have tiles at the side." So yeah, I can do that. So yeah, putting on new tiles at the side of the wall. So um, I'm grateful for um, confirming that I have got an ability to do some DIY work in the house without it looking like a load of rubbish. That's cool. Did you have the little spacers mm. for the tiles and yeah. everything? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm learning about um, the different types of spacers that you can get as well for floor tiles and wall tiles, and how you do all that and um, and the joys of not using ready-made grout and using powdered grout and mixing it all up. So all, yeah, all helpful tips. And it must have been all right because my son is looking to buy a house and he said, hmm, actually, are you open to do some tiling in the wow. new house then? So <laughs> that, <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> what about Good you, Misty? Um, well, I've had a birthday, mate, so it's easy. mine's easy this week month um so it was my birthday last weekend and they just they just the girls just sort of stuff out don't they unbeknownst to me this is what do you want well, i don't want anything i don't i can't think of anything i want or need and we're almost at that point aren't we where well that sounds really flippant doesn't it but if you want something you pretty much buy it for yourself throughout the year if you need to and then i'm, I'm getting to the point where i'm thinking yeah well, don't buy that for yourself because 
just put it on your list. So I started making a bit of a list, and then there was some really nice stuff that they bought. Um, and some of the stuff, some of the bits that they bought were things that they'd been with me when I've gone, oh, I quite like that, and then put it back. And they yeah. were, but they were like, make a note, make a note, yeah, which was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, so we went over to sort of Cambridge, um, had a really good day there. Um, met my older daughter, who's obviously at uni there. Um, good night out. It was it was just really nice not having to plan anything. There's always this worry with with just before my birthday with Claire saying that's my wife Claire. Sorry, you two probably know people. Other people probably don't saying, um, well, well, what do you want to do on a day? And I'm, I know this sounds really bizarre, but for me that's like, well, you organise something. That's your job, isn't it? And she went, no, 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 it's your birthday. You need to tell me what you want to do. And I was saying, well, you know the sort of things I like. So anyway, left it all completely up to them. Went to Dibby Park one in the morning, got home. They said, quick, go and get changed because we're off to here and we're doing this and we're doing that. So, yeah, I I think I'm grateful for people who just sort of understand and get me a little bit. I think that's that's the, uh, (laughs) the aspiration in life and to surround yourself with people that just get you. Yeah, just yes. just like, and if if I was to say, you know, oh, we did this, and people were like, really, what do you want to do that for? But no, it was really, really good. So, um, and and I got some Lego, which is great, um, including um, some Lego plants, which I've not not built Lego plants before, oh, yeah. but um, they're wow. really cool. Yeah, I was at how um, big are they? What sort well, of? They well, the they actually do. They? they actually do all different sizes. But this comes from I was at. Battersea Power Station um, working a, um, a few weeks back, and there's a new, brand new Lego store there, and it was the only one in the UK where they've built a, a a Lego florist. So basically, the whole thing it just looks like a florist. There's like bunches of roses, and there's wow. all, all, all of these different bits. And um, we bought my eldest daughter. She she likes plants and she likes Lego as well, oddly. But we bought her an orchid for Christmas, like a Lego orchid, which she can have at university. And it obviously doesn't die when she's not there. If that makes sense because it's obviously made of Lego. But anyway, but I looked at this and thought oh, she absolutely loves it. And when you see it, I mean, it's a good, like you know, fair sized plant. Um, but the, the ones I've got are like they're like little cacti. Um, they're, they're probably about so big, and they're like Sweet. in little pots. You wouldn't, honestly, unless you walk up to it close, you'd think, oh, okay, it's got a couple of cacti there. But no, they're obviously Lego. Um, having said all of that, I'm waiting for to see if my wife can kill them because she kills every other plant. And I and I think she'll see it as a challenge to try and kill a Lego plant. That'll be when she's dusting. <laughs> no, I, I said to her, you were not, I actually sent, I sent her a message when I built and said, oh, you're not going to be able to kill these. She said, you, you, sound, you sound very confident in that. I, I, and I thought, no, you probably could. So, what? yes. So if there's a dead Lego plant in a couple of weeks, it wouldn't surprise me. It'll be somebody else's fault, will it? <laughs> She's rubbish with plants. I don't know what it is. She goes, I don't understand it. I water it every day. And I'm thinking, yeah, that could be a problem. That's perhaps the, that's perhaps the problem. <laughs> exactly. Some plants don't like it. They don't like yeah. the water every day. No. Oh, 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 yeah, they, yeah, they're so expensive. Like, I looked at the Lego ones and thought, actually, they're not far off the, the price of like a, a plant plant, you know? So anyway. Yeah, and they'll be green for longer. I've done that. And then the other thing I've thought of, and this is, God, the hell random is this? As I was drinking my tea earlier... I just suddenly thought to myself, I made a mental note thinking, if we ever, and I don't know why we have the word, if we ever do merchandise for this show, for goodness sake, we need to put the logos on the wrong side of the cups. Because I'm thinking, what's that all about? So so do you put the logo so it faces me, so I'm drinking it, I've got it, but I think you should do it the other way around, or put it on both sides. It's anti-drink out of, surely. Oh, yeah, but not all of us are left-handed. So we, what does an ambidextrous? I'd give my like? right arm to be ambidextrous, what? mate. <laughs> Here all week. Uh, what? So, so, what, what is the mug, Westy? I didn't quite catch the logo. Oh no! It is. It is a. Oh, no, yeah, it's completely irrelevant. It is a Blue Monday um, podcast mug, actually, oh. and I was sent it because it was a. An Ipswich Town related podcast that I was asked to appear on, and they sent me a mug as a thank you. And Fantastic. then I was on it and thinking, can't even see your logo, a bit naff, really. But you didn't mm. think to change your hand. Well, I did, but uh, yeah. That but would have resulted eating... in hot fluid down the front. <laughs> right. Really You're opening up another huge can of worms. Trust me, this is as close to my computer as <laughs> ever getting. I'm not going to use my wrong hand just no, to keep throwing, you happy. 
throwing drinks in the face. Honestly. Well, if, you, if anyone's late to the party, you've joined the um, <laughs> porcelain manufacturing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've, you just reminded me about uh, Lego at Battersea. Austin, mm. my son, um, uh, he does some conference barista work and he did some work for Jellycat um, last year, I think it was. And he sent me a couple of photos and Jellycat had got this stand in uh, Harrogate, um, I think it's Harrogate Convention Centre. They'd literally decked out this stand and it was like um, a cafe. So obviously using the Jellycat donuts and croissants and everything and they stacked it up like a display. It looked amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. It, it was in his element doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm grateful for. What about what, what, are we, what we're talking about today, Jonathan? I, I believe you had a quote know. for us. I, I do have a quote. I've been reading, which is really unusual. I've been reading this book, which is a by uh, Barack, Barack Obama and the great Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, yeah. During lockdown, during lockdown, they apparently had a podcast that I didn't, I didn't get to wow. see. They had these conversations. Who'd have thunk it? They, they, say again. Who'd have thunk it? Eh? Who'd have thunk it? And they apparently, you know, as I read, I find out they've got a lot in common. Um, but the introduction to the book is like half a dozen paragraphs by um, by Barack Obama, and um, and it, I was just really struck. Sometimes I really struggle to explain what. I love it here. Podcast is about um, because we go to so many different places, um, but this really resonated with me about what we do. And so it goes. He writes as follows: Good conversations don't follow a script. Like a good song, they're full of surprises, improvisations, detours. They may be grounded in a specific time and place, reflecting your current state of mind and the current state of the world. But the best conversations also have a timeless quality taking you back into the realm of memory, propelling you forward towards your hopes and dreams. Sharing stories reminds you that you're not alone and maybe helps you understand yourself a little better. And I just really loved that. Well, that I thought that was really I mean, fantastic. What, what that says to me is our podcast should be fucking brilliant. <laughs> should be. <laughs> <laughs> we must be going strong. Well, it must be in the edit it all goes wrong. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, yeah, exactly, we haven't got a great deal of uh, planning going on. I'll tell you what, Jonathan, as you were reading that, I've got to try try and sort of tie it back to my sort of day job or our day job. I think what you've, for me, what you've just highlighted there is the difference between being in a classroom where you facilitate and you listen and the conversation goes where the conversation needs to go versus someone who's massively scripted and, and doesn't want to take it you know, slightly off-piste, if you like. And those conversations are always so much better, aren't they? When people are actually talking about things as they come up, right? Well, yes. I I think that's a conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. You you know, someone's listening and someone's contributing, you know, throughout that. That's, I think that's the art of conversing, really. Because... I suppose we live in a society where we we want to get from A to B really quickly, and actually, it's the stuff in the middle that makes an enriching life. I think is that you know you sort of forget almost about getting to B for a period of time, and you go, "Let's enjoy that journey." Absolutely. I mean, there's those there are there are times when I'm working where I think to myself when I take out. When I'm aware that I can be so focused on the goal that I miss all the joy in between. Yeah. And when I stop focusing on the goal and being really determined to get there and allow days to kind of roll, I still get to the goal. It's just often there's a lot more joy in between the start yeah. of the day and the end of the day. Yeah. The result I, I find the same, sometimes as well that you actually you're actually more productive if you don't focus on the end goal, if that makes sense. I don't know if we've discussed this before. It sounds, sounds a really peculiar thing to say. I, I was doing a um, uh, like a, a business planning session with with a group a couple of weeks back, and when I said to the uh, the organizer, "Okay, so what, what are you trying to do?" and they said, "Well, they've all written their business plans for the year, um, and obviously we do that every year. 
and usually come sort of October, November time, we get the folder back off the shelf. Didn't put it in this, this word, but I pretty much said we get the folder back off the shelf and go, oh yeah, we should have done something with that, shouldn't we? But they've spent so long actually writing it in the first place, and, she, mm-hmm. and we don't want that to happen this year. We want it to be different. And I, we got into this conversation of, she said, well maybe the goals aren't right. So well maybe the goals are right, but you're focusing too much on them. And she gave me that weird double take. What do you mean? And I said, well, and we use the analogy of um, it was the um, African Cup of Nations, a football uh, tournament that was on at, at, at a time. So it was what, a couple of weeks back. So I had to use that as an analogy. And I said, um, so what was the goal of every team that's in that tournament then? And she said, well, I don't know. I said, no, you do know. Well, why, why are any of them in that tournament? And she said, well, I, I, don't know. I don't know anything about football. I said, well, is it, it's irrelevant. Um, they all want to win the tournament. She said, well, obviously, yes. I said, right, but only one of them's going to. So the ones that don't, does that mean their goal wasn't as good as everyone else's? She went, oh, no, no, it's nothing to do with that. Is It's to do with how good the players are. I said, well, it's more than that, isn't it? It's, how, it's basically what systems have they got in place that are going to help them? It could be training. It could be tactics. It could be all of these different things. But ultimately, the goal's the high-level thing that stays the same. It's the bits in between that make it successful or not. And you're right. I think sometimes we're looking and go, this is where I want to get to. And we just keep looking at that every day going, that's where I want to get to. That's where I want to get to. But you need those little wins along the way. And usually the reason you don't reach, reach the goal is because there's some sort of system failure somewhere else. And you're right. And if you can enjoy mm-hmm. doing that as you go, then then all the better, right? Uh, well, it depends if that... And that goal is everyone bought into it, I guess, is, you know, there's so in larger organisations, there's so many people that are told this is what the goal is. But are they really bought into that or are they really connected to it? Yeah. And And, and not everyone can make that goal, set the goal. I get that. But maybe they need to at least be sold the vision of why they've why is that? That's the goal, right? Yeah. And I, I suppose that's, you know, when you're thinking about corporate stuff that that might be you know a purpose is more powerful than an an actual goal because goals could be just stepping stones to get to that but then you're bought in more to it and then that's where you if you're bought into a purpose that's where you start connecting with people with like-minded purposes and then have those really engaging conversations Mm. and uh, and I guess when you think about you know, when you have a, I'm just thinking in my world sometimes, mm. I love just sort of asking for someone for a catch-up. Should we just have a catch-up? You know, and and those people that you connect with on a regular basis will just go, oh, yeah, let's do it. I love having a chat and a coffee. Yeah. The, the people that you're not as close to and comfortable with will immediately go, Why, what, what, what should we have a catch-up about? Yeah, yeah. What do and I need to prep? What are we talking time. about? What do I... Yeah, it takes some time to get over to that, to go, I don't know, I don't want to waste your time. And there's there's obviously a reason why we connect, but we connect from a personality point of view and a, a shared, you know, shared connection. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple of conversations this week where I've just said, well, let's have a catch up. Yeah, let's do that. And like, you just go, what have you been up to? You know, and it goes different ways. And then something falls out of that that you go, yeah. oh, that's why we're always talking to one another. That's yeah, awesome. I think it's very rare that you have any of those conversations you have and you both sit there in silence going, yeah, nothing to talk about, really. It, it just never happens. It just doesn't. It's really interesting, though, because those type of conversations, if, you, if you're in a in a professional capacity, just justifying just having a conversation with somebody is really hard, isn't it? <laughs> if if the if the if the if there's not an objective, we we get a bit kind of caught up sometimes on on having an objective for something, needing a focus. But if every if that if the, those conversations take place and they deliver value, then we should just have those conversations. No, no, I, What's I, up, I, Caleb? I, Caleb, have you, can you hear the cement mixer in your yard? I think I can. <laughs> I'm just wondering what it You're was. Better hearing than me. Is there is there something going on outside? They haven't made a mess again, have they? Yeah. They've left half a dozen duck boards across the garden. Yeah. Now looks like the Somme. Do you know what, Jonathan? There's something in that though, isn't there? Because I think there is that um whether it's true or not, there's this idea that everyone's really busy 
and just having a 20-minute chat with them, I'm wasting their time. I always find it really bizarre when I ask for a catch-up with someone or, or suggest we have a catch-up with someone, and it's going to be like 15 minutes, and they're like, yeah, I'm busy till Thursday week. And you think, really? Can you not find 10 minutes at any point in the next yeah, – and it's like, yeah, but why do you need to catch up? Because that goes back to your point. It's like, I don't know. I want to catch up because we haven't before. I don't know. If you I- – when, like, I'm trying to remember the habit in Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There's a habit. It's it's when he talks about um. It's it's when he talks about uh the, is it called the Eisenhower Matrix where he's comparing urgent and important, and what's urgent and important. Yeah, Eisenhower. Talks, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Eisenhower Matrix. Yeah, yeah. He, he talks he talks about um the 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 time we spend doing things that are not urgent and important are where the real magic happens. Yep. Because when we're we're, we're prioritising. Um, relationship because he talks in the book about what's important is our relationships with one another not necessarily um, the the to-do list and I guess that's what we're talking about isn't it it's about Mm -hmm. prioritizing relationship over some of the the, some of the things that need to be done and and having a 15-minute catch-up is prioritizing a relationship with 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 someone it's prioritizing connection I think the, this is um, falls into sort of part of what I've been talking about this week, actually. So AI is obviously all the buzz. It has been for the last you know year or so, and I'm really of the opinion, and I keep t- saying this, is that pre AI, we we seem to have got into this habit of saying what. You know what's the um, what's the process? What do I need to follow? Have we got a policy around that? You know, so it's very regimented what humans do, and a lot of organisations still favour what's the input you're doing, what's the you know the productivity rather than what's the creative output and and mm-hmm. what's the value you're adding, and and what we're saying here is that it feels like you know, now we're going actually that the conversation and the connection is the priority. And that feels really right to me because actually all the process and deadline and stuff, you in the future, you should go, that's what AI is there for, to keep yeah. us on track, to do the process, the boring mundane stuff. Our yep. human superpower is talking, engaging, thinking differently, coming up with mad ideas that AI can't. But connection is something we really need to get a grip on to because there's so many people that have lost the ability to just have a really positive engaging conversation with one another it's really bizarre as you're saying that i mean i'm I'm sort of nodding along i've I've been using ai myself quite a lot in the last couple of weeks i've been writing um a couple of courses and a couple of blog posts and 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 and, you know as, as i'm saying that i'm hoping people are listening to that going well that's cheating I, I really hope they are think, thinking exactly that because <laughs> that, that, that's a conversation I've had with myself. But, but you're absolutely right, Caleb. The bit that the bit that you can't do though is that storytelling bit, the context bit, the nuance bit, the putting it in my my you know the words that I use, that sort of my tone of voice. Um, it, it just can't do anything, nor would I want it to. But you're right. So. Yeah, you've given me all the facts, and I know all the facts, and I'll, I'll check those because I'm a cynical sod. But at the same time, it can't do that storytelling bit. It can't do the communication bit. It can't do it yet any anyway. I would say. So I, I'm, I'm totally with you. If if that can save me two hours a week, and in those two hours a week, I can sit down and have a chat with someone and learn something about what they're doing, or um, build up more, you know, a better rapport with them, or, or find out more about them, I guess, then. I don't see how that's cheating. I can only see that as a good thing. I think that's that, that's augmenting the stuff that you don't... This is how I see it, right? I only want to play in a space that I'm really good at and that I really enjoy. And and the other stuff that needs to happen, there'll be someone else that really enjoys doing that and is really good at it. And if that happens to be AI, then great. If it happens yeah. to be a human, then great. They might yeah. lean into AI to do that. I'm... I just think, wouldn't it be great if everyone's doing what they enjoy and what they're really good at? And and actually, what humans should 
enjoy an awful lot is talking to other humans. But I, I'm I'm not convinced that I see that all the time. Like I, I really enjoy a good conversation. I also enjoy some me time, but I then crave social interaction that says, oh, let's have a catch up. I need it. Do you think that's generational as well? Do you think that, that as, and I'm not going to blame just COVID for this, but the fact they've lost two years didn't exactly help. But and what I mean by that is I was having a conversation with um, a couple of people last week who, who said, oh, yeah, no, if you can email me, because I, I really don't like answering the phone. And it was like a really odd and, and it, it could be face to face like this, but I think lots of people now would prefer, oh no, it, as, as even filling in a form for, I don't know, signing up for a website, if they could get away without putting their mobile number on, they would, but they're quite happy for people to email them. And I don't understand necessarily what's driving that. Um, and then. And, you know, I'll finish this sentence off by saying the amount of times the phone rings and one of my daughters goes, who's this? I'm like, well, I don't know if you answer it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if that is a generation thing. And it's actually a setting, isn't there, on, on iPhone anyway, which is only numbers in my contacts um, mm. will make this phone ring. Well, I kind of get that if you've got, like, your, your group of friends and, and your family maybe. But at some point, the garage that's car- servicing the car is going to have to phone me, right? And they're not in my contacts list. So it, you're almost becoming uncontactable at that point. But I wonder if that is a generation thing. It's really interesting, Westy, because I've had that frustration today. And <laughs> I've been sat thinking, I need to get hold of these people. I'm trying to find a number to call them because I need to sp- – I, 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 the, the thing that I need to say is too nuanced for me to write this down. Yep. Because I'll spend three hours writing an email to make, to, to make this make any sense, but actually three minutes of talking to somebody would resolve all of that. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to find numbers in emails, and number, there's no telephone numbers in signatures. Nope. And, and I've gone, in the end, I threw my hands up in the air and said, had a bit of a strop and said, this is just impossible. I, 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 I'm not going to be able to do anything with this until until Monday. And I, I couldn't kind of. It's the first time where, from a, I felt really frustrated that I couldn't communicate with, yeah. with, with other people. It felt like there was just an obstacle to get mm. communication obstacle to getting this thing done, and it was all to do with not being able to just pick up the phone. And I yeah. felt like a right old misery guts as a result <laughs> of that. And I had to pull myself around. And I thought, well, what is it? Is it my age? What is it? What is it? What, well, and that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe we are so out of touch with it that, you know, and you've got that classic, you try and get hold of, I don't know, Sky TV, for example, to change something on your package. You've got no chance. But I tell you what, getting hold of them to add something is very, very straightforward. Mm. It's only, but you become a bit cynical with it, don't you? You think, no, I just want to phone someone and ask them. But you think, yeah, but you can't just phone someone. And I don't know why you can't. Yeah, I I mean, I have to say, I've I've had two um, two moments this week where the only resolution has been to speak to someone on a yeah. on a on the phone, and I just think um, if everyone else is not communicating that way, then and I am, I have got an extra start on people because I get stuff done that way, so. Two things. I had a, we had a problem with something in the house. I sent various emails, and in the end, I probably got like you were, Jonathan. Thought I just bloody phone you. Yeah, I just you know. <laughs> the, the only barrier to that was I had to sit on the phone for ten minutes before someone answered. But as soon as you get into a conversation, it's like, oh, I get you now. I'm really yes. sorry. Yes. We'll get mm. it sorted. And the other one was um, we had a, a we had a fabulous oh shit moment where. We'd got some work, but I hadn't got someone to do it. And I sent an email and I thought, as soon as I sent the email, I thought, that's not right. I picked up the phone, someone answered and went, of course I can do that for you. And it got us out of a lot of bother. But, you know, I I think I always use Teams as a default rather than uh, text or WhatsApp or email. They're all at my disposal. And over the years, I've learned to understand who prefers what medium? My mm. medium is is Teams because I can, you know, get to someone pretty quickly 
anywhere in the world and I still have face contact. Um, and then I think it's probably phone, then email, then text going down in that. Whereas I think, as you say, the generation is is flipped to that. It's WhatsApp, text, or it's not even that. It's Instagram, you know, it's it's all these things that go, oh, God, they're using that to communicate. You know, it's, it's, <clears throat> it, it's sort of non, uh, I, I can't see you, but I can you know, articulate myself on this, whether it's not very good, but I just see it as that's a positive opportunity for me to engage on a human level. And, it, it, you know, it's even, it's interesting you said Teams there, and I'm, I'm not picking up on the way you, you use Teams because I'm probably very similar. Certainly if it's I'm talking to anyone at work, Teams is just the go-to. Um, but it's meant to be an asynchronous tool, isn't it, where you post something there and they'll get back to you when they can. The amount of times you get a Teams message going, are you free? Are you free? And then you get an email saying, I've just sent you something on Teams. And then if if they ever have to phone you. And I, I don't know. that there's, there's I think it needs to be a bit of an understanding of, yeah, but I might be in the middle of something at the moment and I'll pick that up later. Whereas if you phone someone, at least mm. you can have the ability to be able to say, look, I'm just in the middle of something, can I phone you later? Or you could... If mm-hmm. if I phone if I phone I don't know if I phone my wife and she doesn't answer the phone, the chances are she's probably busy doing something. If I send her an email, which why would I do that? But anyway, if I did, she doesn't answer that for a couple of days. You know, well, I don't know. It, I, I think the sender almost needs to agree that the, the time scale to expect people to come back as well. And I think that's part of the problem. You know, we're talking about the younger generation. I'm talking about my daughters, to be honest. But they'll, they'll send me something, and they communicate with with all of us via text, to the point of Megan can be in a in her bedroom and she'll send me a message saying, "What time are you going out, Dad?" And you think you could have literally shouted down the stairs, but yeah. it's just easier. Yeah, it's mm. easier. Yeah, it's yeah. just 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 what she does. That's the way. Uh, although it's a tool at her disposal, right? But you know what was really strange following that on? So, and, and it's strange, you're right, they, the tools people are using that, that maybe we don't use, her and her friends don't even text each other anymore. Everything is either a voice – well, they, that's not true. They use, oh, yeah. say, yeah. iMessage, yeah. but they'll, they'll record a, a short video yeah. or a, um, a sound file, and they'll, they'll message those across to each other, yeah. which is even stranger because they literally are having a conversation, but it's a bit delayed. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, well, why, why do they feel safer doing that? It's strange. Well, and she's saying, well, it's because I can't, when, when I'm talking to them, they know if I'm being, you know, be, you know, teasing them or if I'm being sarcastic or whatever. I can't do that with a text. Oh, right. Okay. And so I'd never thought of it like that before. Well, maybe we ought to have a guest from, uh, in in air quotes, from the younger generation. From the, well, yeah, let's do that. Old people. Yeah, put us right. I'll get, I'll get one of my daughters to host and speak to you two. Good yes. luck with that. They'll go. What the hell? <laughs> these what are these crusties doing? We'll be recording. We'll be recording the show like this, Westy. <laughs> Will you say that? I tell you what. Are we going full circle here? Because my oldest daughter is the one that I had the conversation with about AI and saying, "God, this would be fantastic for your studies." And she's like, "No, I don't. I don't believe in all that. No, I don't." Agree. So wow. So she's massively ahead of the curve in many things, and yet I'm like, "But what do you do? Why not? What do you?" And she went, "No, no, no, no. That'd be very frowned upon. I'd rather go to the library and read some books, which I like. I get it, mm. but it's almost. I don't know. I think it's because it's not." socially acceptable yet to say yeah i've got ai to do that for me i i think it depends what it is because if you're creating images and stuff i'm sure you know a lot of people will go well you know you see the advert on the google phone you know they're using ai to edit photos and stuff you know i i say they like i'm really detached from this and like i'm really old Uh, you know we are using it anyway yeah um, and I, I don't think that's a generational thing. I think I I do think there's a um, I don't know about or I only know a way of communicating that I've learned in my experience. So this is lived experience isn't it? and my lived experience is different from someone who's 
you know, 14 to sort of 25. And, you know, as is their lived experience. And, and so unless your eyes are open to that lived experience, then you're going to sort of do what you already know. And I think maybe that's just the difference is there's a different experience set. It's, it's weird because so, I, think, I think we're being drip fed a lot of this stuff um, and people don't realise that they're using AI on a daily basis. It's one of, one of, one of those. So, if, for example, you know, asking – I'm, I'm going to annoy everyone now by saying Alexa because I know I haven't got one in this room. But, you say, but say, <laughs> yeah, look at everyone looking around. Hey, Alexa, set a 20-minute timer. So, you know, that, that's sort of, <laughs> so basically that, that voice, to a certain extent, you've got a, a, an assistant there that's listening to what you're saying, it's listening out for what you're doing, and it's setting that for you. I get that. Um, but then I was in the car the other day and, um, I have CarPlay, um, obviously with Apple devices and they've obviously added something. They haven't made a big song and dance about it cause I didn't even know it was, it was different, but I got something that said I received a text message. Yep. That happens in the car and it reads it to me if I want them to. And it said, um, um, Megan, that's my, my youngest daughter. Megan sent you a picture of um, a computer, a two computer screen showing blah 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 blah. blah. And I was like, "What?" Because normally in the car you get a thing that just says, um, "Megan sent you a picture," and you say, "Show me the picture." And it goes, "I can't do that while you're driving," which makes sense. But now there's obviously another layer that's been added in, in that interacts, yeah, yeah, that, that intercepts yeah. the picture, looks at sees what's in the picture, yeah. and then sends it on. And we're in, the, and she's going, "No," and I said, "Right, honestly." And she's, we were in the car together. I said, send me a picture now. Sent a picture and it said, um, Megan sent you a picture of a hand holding chopsticks eating a bowl of ramen. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And it obviously something, I, yeah, there's no fair. one sitting yeah. at Apple yeah. having a look at these pictures and quickly typing up <laughs> what it is. <laughs> that's not happening. So, you know, there's things like that where you think, that's, my, that's really cool. That's a really good use yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, you know, of, of that AI stuff. So I think there's more and more of it that's happening um, without people necessarily labelling it as such. Uh, Give us your top three then, Westy. If we want to go away from this to, to, to start to explore AI, mm. those of us that are, have been reticent to do it, which which three things should we go and try out just for fun to uh, give us an idea of what it's so- capable of? I mean, everyone's going to say chat GPT, but I actually find it a bit of a pain to get into, to be honest. Um, I, I, I've been messing around with um, what's called BARD, which was Google's, but it's now called Gemini. So gemini.google.com, um, which is basically um, Google's take on, on, on AI. Mm. Um, and the reason I like that is um, chat GPT was great for images or it's great for text, or it's, whereas BARD sort of, so BARD, Gemini, as it's, I should need, now call it, sort of brings it all together. So, for example, I can um, I can say, um, create me an outline for a course on menopause awareness. That's exactly uh, as a real-world example. And it said, you need to cover this and this and this and this and this. And I said, okay, make it half an hour session. And you're like, okay, fine. Well, here's the bits that you definitely need to cover then. And then you say, okay, tell me more about this thing in particular. So, you know, if it does that. So tell me about HRT. Yeah, there you go. Da, 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 da. Um, what's the downside to that then? And I think that's where it, the, the prompts change because you need to then start questioning and going, but how else could this work? And in, in Bard, because it's so lovely, it's all just in a, in a, in a stream, like you're having a, an ongoing conversation. You could then say, summarize this in a table for me. And it's just, and it does. And there, there you go, builds that nice table. And then you say, need to create an e-learning piece for this show me some images and of course it's going to go away because all google do a google image search and go here's all the images that you can use and the the, the, the best bit about it for me a bit bit of a, a limited use perhaps say so show me the table you just created in polish and it's like bosh there you go wow and all of, and all of a sudden i'm thinking yeah this has saved me hours and hours and hours of work now and i know a cynical person could say yeah, but you don't know if the Polish is right. Well, no, but I don't know that the whatever's right either. And the other thing I really like with with um, Gemini is that when it gives you one of the answers or one of the, you know, say, say it gives you a, a, a block of text, you can highlight or hover over any of that text and it tells you where it referenced it from, which is really nice. So it can say this was from an article in, you know, whatever, Business Review, or this is from 
um, Stanford University, and here's a document. So, you, so you, it sort of gives it some credibility. Um, it's just really, really nice. So that's the first one is is um, Gemini. The other one, if you have a, an iPhone, the best use I can find so far for um, AI, there's a, a new browser doing the rounds at the moment called ARC, A-I-C-A-R-C. Um, we won't get into the ARC browser bit, but they've got a, a an app for the iPhone called ARC Search, and literally you just put in – it opens like, like a browser normally would. But think how – Think why you would use a browser. Most people open a browser and ask it a question to find out information. Yeah. And as soon as you've done that, it obviously gives you a Google um, results with, say, 20, 50, 1,000 links to click on, and you have to decide which one to click. So the way ARC works is it says, well, I don't know why you're doing that because you're always good. You want me to summarize this for you anyway. So you can put in a search. You go into ARC, and it opens up ARC search, sorry, and it literally opens up a search bar, and you say, um, what are the best uses for Lego in, I don't know, it, whatever? And basically, you, you, it, as, as it's going, it's picking up, like, you can see six, seven, eight, nine, ten websites it's reading from, and it creates, like, a summary web page for you and says, here's, here's everything I found about that. And it's so lovely, so nicely laid out. It just does everything you're using a browser for, to the point of I've made it my default browser on the phone now, and you think, oh, that's a bit scary. But that's all I ever use a browser on my phone for is to ask it a question. You know, we're, we're sitting somewhere and said, who sung this or who did this? You Google it and then click on something and then have to read about it. Well, the AI bit just goes, well, I'll answer all that for you. And here's a bit of information you need. So that, that that's that's working really, really well. Um, so there's little bits like that where I don't necessarily see it as, as teaching, but uh, as cheating. And the final thing I'd say, Jonathan, as soon as you asked, I've started oh. to try and look at ways – AI can be a tool rather than a toy for me. I know that sounds a bit pithy, but when it first came out, yes, I was asking it to make a cartoon guinea pig riding a quad bike, you know, and, and it would give me a lovely image of exactly that, you know, and then go, make it splash through a puddle. Oh, okay. And the imagery is fantastic, but I wonder how often I'd actually use that, whereas now I'm using it to return searches and read things out in the car for me and help me write a course um, in, in in Gemini. It's really working. That sounds amazing. Mm. That's very exciting. I don't, I, I don't I think it's anything to be scared life of. on the verge of being transformed. <laughs> Supported is a better way of looking at it. Yeah, well, yeah. If it can save me a couple of hours that'd be every week, that'd be really cool. Oh, honestly, Jonathan, if you, if you, as soon as you open up Gemini... Um, and I'll happily jump on and, and sort of do a, a screen share. We did a lunch and learn at work um, week before last because we had the same thing going, oh, I don't understand that. I don't like all that. Um, and the analogy I used there was it's a bit like, um, you know, a company accountant. Yeah, they're brilliant at maths, but ultimately use a calculator. They probably could work it all out with a pen and paper, but you know what? A calculator makes sense. And that's what I'm seeing AI yes. will become. It's like, it hasn't replaced their skills as an accountant. It just means that they can do things quicker and more accurately. Yeah. Exciting. I, I think it's that. That's how I look at it. It's a superpower. You know, it's it's an added, uh, um, you know, another layer to your capability. And, I, mm. you know, as I keep saying, you know, if you're doing dull, Ooh, repetitive, um, you know, logical stuff or, you know, sometimes the illogical, uh, then it will, it, it can do that for you and free you up for the stuff that you really enjoy doing. Yeah. I, I think there's so much out there. I mean, it's moving at such a pace as well. Um, what you talk about today will probably change in another month's time and go, oh, there's this new one that's, you know, the the best of those things combined. But, yeah, there's so much going on around it. 100% Caleb and, and you know t- t- to that point the fact that when I said I'll do this lunch and learn with the team it was called Bard and two weeks later when we actually came to do it it had become Gemini <laughs> and it was like they're like what is it different yeah. no 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 it's all being rebranded it's all being changed it's all being it's like whatever so yeah. this stuff is moving silly quick I mean really really fast um, but you know it's Let's just see see what uses we can actually do and use it for, I think. I've got a question for you. Um, I know, don't. I'm really putting you on the spot. I, I was um, 
there's a guy called Mark Zal Sanders, and you may remember him from years ago, Caleb. He he was, I think he still is actually, CEO of a company called Filtered. I'm talking about AI. Um, anyway, he's written a book called Time Boxing, which I've been listening to on um, on Audible. Uh, and I, t- I saw an article on LinkedIn. He was talking about it. And, and it might be great to get Mark on. He, he said he'd love to come and talk to us at some point. But the whole idea of it is, he he says that people or he himself has been inherently bad at getting stuff done over the years. And he's been through so many different um, uh, apps for reminders and task management apps and all of the rest of it. And I'm not, I'm only halfway through the book, but in sort of summary, and I'd love to get your take on this. Mark basically uses his calendar as his task manager tool, if that makes sense. And the whole sort of, and it's called time boxing, but the sort of the subline to it is the power of doing one thing at a time. He says we're rubbish at multitasking, which I find really interesting because we all try and do it all the time. So I'd, I'd love to know how you, Jonathan, for example, you've been saying how, how busy you've been with loads of different stuff. How, how do you compartmentalize all of that stuff? How do you manage your time? So um, one thing, I because of the nature of work, I have four email accounts. And uh, and four calendars, as a result, and uh, and the only way I can manage my time um, is to time box. I haven't read the book, but I put all of my to dos are listed in in fifteen minute slots in my diary, so that wow. I sit down and I, I I do that. So if I get a task come through, it immediately gets put on the day in the in the calendar. And if and I how, see something how, I want, sorry, how, how 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 strict are you with yourself to do that at that time? I might not always do it at the time that I've put it in. So if I've got, like, for example, Monday M- Mondays between eight thirty and and uh, one o'clock are a free slot in my diary. So I have that slot completely free for tasks, if you like. And then Friday is my other kind of sit down and do things. And then Monday afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm generally out with doing my work in 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 uh, with, with 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 clients so i'm gathering tasks while i'm there but i don't have the in, the in those windows of time i don't have the the capacity to sit and actually do things um so all of those things are scheduled on monday or friday um if i don't get them done um then they then move to another they move to another time slot um and i mark them out if they're really i know the ones that are really imperative that have to be done that day I'm just yeah. moving them along. I used to do it when I first, when I got my first, um, my, my first um, training manager role back at the, t- that was in the, uh, that was in the late 1900s, 1997. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, I, then. I, I used to have a diary and I, I kept, you know, those really tiny post-it notes that are yeah. about the size of a, a large post-it st- stamp. I used to use those in my diary and move them forward. That's how I would do it. Wow. So, I so was you, doing you're it a big component, a big proponent then of this whole time boxing idea. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like really strange because I use my calendar for one thing and my to do list for something else. No, I, could, I, I would. I got to the point where I couldn't. I couldn't work between the two. The other thing I yeah. started doing with, with reference to that is I've started using recently. I've started using the today inbox on my on um, Apple Mail on my phone, so I can yes. see all of the. So I so I process all of today's mail on the day. And I see it there, and I, I I make a habit of making sure that I've read everything that's coming today, and so it's all gone by the end of the day. And when someone comes into that, when you say process it, is that I've read it, delete it? Is it send it off, and then I guess you'd then add that to the calendar if you need to deal with it, or yeah, I think it's moved into the diary, or I, or it's or it's something that was simply there for information. So I decide what type of email is it? Is it an email for information, or is it an email for action? If it's an email for information, it's read, and I do what's appropriate with the information. If it's an email for action, then generally speaking, it gets copied and put in my calendar. And, and how often do you read that email? So is that time box? I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant. I'm really trying to understand it. So do you put in? Do you have fifteen minute sections three times a day to read email, for example? I have. Um, yes. So I. I. I I do read it at the start of the day. Um, 
but generally speaking, my email management is done at lunchtime because I've waited for things to come in because the inbox is empty at the start of the day. Yeah. So lunchtime, end of the day. Um, and I've also set up on my phone um, the, the the daily summaries. So you can set a summary and notifications to come on at different times of day. So I get, a, I get a summary of kind of what's going on in LinkedIn. My email in my diary comes in um, in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the in the evening before I stop work, so then I don't have to be I don't have to be kind of like scouring through all of the all of the apps and social media to be able to see what's going on. It gives me a a summary of that, and that makes means that I'm not constantly worried that I'm missing stuff. What about yourself, Kayla? Because you see, you're nodding along to some of Jonathan's stuff there. Yeah, I think some of it. I mean, the majority of it actually. So I use my calendar as my to-do list as well. Because I think we've spoken about this before. But then you know you've got the right amount of time assigned to that to-do. Well, your to-do list just grows and grows and grows, mm. and you can never find the time for it. So I'm much the same. If you know, if an email comes in, it's either one of three things, isn't it? It's either delete. Um, file for information or you need to action it and if you've got to action it you've got to find time in your diary to do that and it then means you're focused on doing that task rather than just trying to do it half-heartedly because you're fitting it in around stuff so yeah I'm all up for that I use calendar mainly to organize my life and my tasks and and everything really and, and are you talking in and out of work? Because, Jonathan, you said you have four yeah. different calendars. We're not going to ask what they're for, but, like... Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, I, I'll do I, the same. So, you know, you got... I mean, I've, I haven't got all those email addresses, but you sort of got a, a work and a and a <laughs> personal email, but I follow the same process, no doubt. Sorry, Jonathan, you the, were going to... Well, just the notification summary, That's I've, that's been game-changing for me. Just having, so, like, so, a kind of... So the, what, 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 what the, is that? What What... what... What does what do you do with that? So you set it up in the notification center, and 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 you can you can prevent notifications coming in when they arrive. So, as opposed to them, as opposed to the, your phone constantly pinging, beeping at you, pinging at you, yeah. It it, it summarizes those at yeah. a time that you define. So, um, at that point, I get a summary that tells me um, what's happened on LinkedIn. What's happened in the news? Um, what's happened? Um, I get a summary of the phone calls that I've missed, and I get a summary of the emails that I've received. And I've changed the way that my phone screen is. So now instead of having my email app on um, and going into email, I've got the widgets on one of my on one of my screens, so I can flick through. Yeah, I can't find it now. I f- can flick through. Um, Today's emails, I can see at a glance. The calendar, I can see. My day, I can see at a glance. And I can also see, I think my photo summary is in there. And it gives me the kind of, you know, you get the the on this day kind of The memories, thing. yeah, on this, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I can, I can flick through those and I can do that at the start of the day before I've even, before I've even finished my cup of tea. That's interesting, Nick. So you're almost using that, if I'm understanding that right, you're almost using that as like a dashboard rather than... Yeah, a, I don't... Don't go to lots of apps. It's just the way the the way the widgets are. You can set, it's a larger window, yeah. and I just flick through the four. Wow, I'd I'd love to dig into it more and on on, on another show and see see exactly how we do that because I think at some point, I know we touched on focus modes before. I know we don't want this to become some Apple um, podcast, but. The focus modes have been absolutely game changing for me. I had so many different levels. In like in a moment, I'm now in my podcasting focus mode, which means nothing's gonna beep. It's all turned off. If you were to look at my watch, it's just got timers on it. Do you know what I mean? It's stuff like that mm. because it's just it changes. Oh. I, I think that depends on obviously you can tailor that to however you want it because absolutely. The, the idea of that, not having notifications personally i don't like because i actually like a lot of stuff going on but then that's you know that's what i enjoy so you know the thought of not checking emails until certain points in a day that that wouldn't work for me because Mm. i'd be like i want to come in i just want to do it i want to do it now (laughs) and you know i want to check it and sometimes you know, you want to respond to it straight away. Sometimes you've got consideration. Um, 
but I enjoy that. I enjoy that, you know, getting all of that stuff and prioritizing or triaging it. And, you know, if you always find it courteous, if, if a client sent an email about a query that you say, you know, that you respond to them pretty quickly to go, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to this in the next couple of days, you yeah. know, thanks very much and speak to you soon. That You know, and most people would go, oh, thanks, you know. I, yeah. I come back to that conversation that you have when it's voice to, you know, face to face. Someone wouldn't say something to you, and then mm. you just stare at them blankly for for another couple of hours and go, "Oh, no, I can't answer you yet." But that's how I view it, you know. Yeah. That's because I enjoy yeah. that, and I get, you know, and it depends what work you're doing as well. You know, if you're if if you need your attention for you know long periods of time, and it, you know, like if you're training and in a facilitation role then yeah of course you don't want you know um distractions at all but if you're at your pc and you can fit that in, I, listen i thoroughly enjoy doing that and having a load of sort of plates spinning so let's imagine you have got some downtime what are you watching what are you reading what are you doing i'm gonna go first because you already know what my fave is I, i'm just um so i got in Quite late to the game, slow horses. Oh, come on. Knew it was coming. Oh, hooray. That's just the best, right? Absolutely love it. I thought the first two episodes were a bit of a slow burn. And then, and and like, I can see. That's so building the characters for you, Caleb. That's all it's doing. It's just uh, introducing you to each character. And, and honestly, we, so Amanda and I, my wife, we must have smashed out three series of it in a <laughs> week. I think there's only three, isn't there? Yeah. There are only three. <laughs> and... And like we were just like, when's the next one coming? Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just yeah. can't wait for it. I love it. I recommend it to anyone. So the, the premise behind it is, they're all what MI MI five agents that have been chucked out the main agency and go to this um, go to this other office that they nickname the Slow Horses. They're all sort of Slow House, the Slow House. They're degenerates and uh, reprobates, <laughs> really, but. I cannot tell you enough how much Gary Oldman's character makes that show. He's oh. just, he is the most obnoxious character that's farting, burping, saying what he wants in the way he wants, but he absolutely makes the show. As bizarre as it sounds, right, he's, he's so good in it that you can almost smell the character does that, does that make sense absolutely <laughs> do, do, do you know what i mean yes you, you think yes, oh my god can. i bet he stinks oh look wash your hair it, 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 just amazing yeah it's it really just is amazing good TV. yeah and i love the fact that they're all a bit um vulnerable they've all got this do you know what i mean they're not backstory and issues oh. and they're you know they're a they're a dysfunctional family really um, yes and it's it's gritty right so you know, there's no guarantee that if a character's in it in the start of the show, they're going to be there at the end of the show. So oh. it doesn't pull any punches, really. And so oh. I, I don't actually know how you define it. It's not a dark comedy. It's, you know, it's drama with humour in it. And I, I don't know the best way to summarise that. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. When I was trying to describe it to you, I was making it sound like some sort of sort of spy thrillery thing because people hear MI5 and... and but it's not... The, and there are... Literally, there are laugh out loud bits. I know we yeah. say that a lot, but there are bits where I'm absolutely just yeah. the way. He did. I of course, when we watched it, bear in mind my wife's a, uh, an HR manager. She's going, you just can't talk to people like that. And I'm like, if she said, how lovely it would be just to, <laughs> to be able to just go every now and again. Yeah, but we knew you were going to mess that up, didn't we? Because it's you, you know. Yeah. It's just like he's just outstanding. Yeah. What? I'm well, glad you're enjoying it. The um the on the positive note, apparently they finished filming um series four. They've mm-hmm. already got sign off for series five and expecting a series six, so it's, uh, it's going to run. Yeah, they're um, all based on books, aren't they? And there's quite a few yes. books, and they're actually doing it in the right order. Um, yeah, so I'm avoiding the books because I I I, I, I want to watch them when they come out. I want to be surprised. To your point. You know, the fact that main characters are, you know, getting hurt and essentially dying and being sacked and God knows what. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. I, Excellent. I think, um, I think Gary Oldman, didn't he win a BAFTA or something for most diverse um, actor and stuff? And you, you sort of 
you do recall the stuff that he's in and then watching this. I mean, I said to Amanda, he absolutely makes his show. I bet he had okay. such a scream um, being that character. Yeah. yeah, he's excellent. Excellent at it. Brilliant. Love that. Well, thank goodness for that. There's nothing worse than when we were banging on about it and you come back going, no, it's terrible, didn't get no, it. I don't know why it took me so long to <laughs> no. get into that. I just kept seeing the... Um... Seeing the, the poster little, art yeah. on Apple and thinking, nah, I'm not quite sure about that. And then, you know, you have a you have a bit of a, a spell where there's nothing else on terrestrial and you, you watch something and like we were both, <laughs> my wife and I were watching it and went, oh my God, yeah, let's just keep watching it. Well, you, you, you've done it in the right way, to be honest, because you've done it where you can binge them. Because the last series, because we loved... The first two, we, we did exactly that. And then the last series that came out, it was like, another one's coming Friday. You think, oh, I don't want to wait till Friday. Yeah. But it, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you almost forced yourself into it. What about yourself, Jonathan? Well, I am currently working my way through Masters of the Air on Apple TV+. And that's, yeah. um, I'm really, really enjoying, I'm really, really enjoying that. Not least because um, my dad was really into um, the, the, the the whole um, US Air Force in in England um, during the war because he grew up in and around um, Northamptonshire where there were a whole bunch of, of, of air bases. So that's, that's, that's really cool. I'm enjoying yeah. that. And I think I'm five, five into that, uh, that season of that. And last night, my wife and I started to watch lessons in chemistry, which again is on Apple TV plus, oh. which is a book about um, Elizabeth Zott, who's a, um, a, a master's chemist, um, working at a, a university in the US, and she um, has a love of food, and she starts to 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 mix a love of chemistry and a love of food, and becomes a TV presenter. And it's the it's the story of how that how that happens. But in addition to that, normally I'm quite quiet at this point. I don't know whether it's the fact that I have that I've I've recently got my uh, my turntable working and the music is flowing in our house, but I've also um, Listening to all, listening to my all of our old, uh, all of our old LPs, um, but I've discovered a gentleman called um, Trevor Horn, and uh, and he's, Trevor Horn, he's, as in the ZTT, the producer Trevor Horn. Yes, the producer Trevor Horn has been creating some new records oh, um, yeah. where he has um, he's taken eighties artists and they're doing covers of other eighties artists. Um, in a in a really compelling way it's a style i've not heard before and i feel like i've discovered this little kind of stream of music and it's like i feel about 18 i feel like i'm rediscovering <laughs> you know when you're a teenager and you listen to music and it, it brings you alive and it's kind of exciting when you've yeah. followed down the rabbit warren and find another one yeah well that's what's happening to me at the moment my <laughs> love of music has <laughs> been uh, has been reinvigorated He's a, he's a bit it's of a genius, really Trevor cool. Horn, isn't he? He's produced so many people. When you actually look at his sort of back catalogue, obviously all the ABCs, worked with Pet Shop Boys, he's done loads of that stuff. And then as complete curveball, he's like, oh, by the way, here's the art of noise. And all it, it just he's an absolute genius, just keeps reinventing himself. Well, all of that kind of crossover of, style, of styles is in this particular album, which I can't remember the title of. Oh, send, send me a link, Jonathan. Um, I'd love to have a I'll listen. Send you, I'll, I'll send you it. It's completely amazing. It's fantastic. Really and, what and about for, you? Oh, well, for me, um, God, it seems like we should be sponsored by um, Apple TV+. Plus. Criminal Record on Apple TV+, <laughs> oh, Plus is yeah. really yeah. good. Um, we've just finished that. And, uh, yeah, not maybe not quite um, slow horses level, but um, with Gary Oldman in it. But you've got to say Peter Capaldi in that yeah. is also excellent yeah so i've uh, just finished that um and yesterday i finished uh, griselda on netflix oh. which is um she's basically a uh, true story of the female drug mobster person uh, drug, drug baron whatever you want to call it um i think escobar said the only man he's ever been scared of was a woman there you go and it was griselda um so right. it, it's, it's only i think it's only five episodes but Really, not, and again, what I really like about it, it's another thing that's in sort of multiple languages. I mean, she's Colombian, so obviously a lot of it's in Spanish, but it's all sub subtitles. A lot of it's then in English. I think we're seeing more and more of that because obviously it opens up the, the audience. So I quite like that. So Griselda is worth a look. And finally, finally, um, you, as you were talking about finding old music again, um, I've got into. 
Uh, I've just updated some some speakers, and they've got the spatial audio thing, which I thought, that's all a fad. What's that all about? But stuff that's been re-recorded for spatial audio on the – I'm listening to it on Sonos Era 300. And I'm looking for things specifically that have got spatial audio re-recording. It's just – I don't know how to describe it. It, It's bizarre. You know, know, I I can only imagine when you went from mono to – stereo and it's like oh my god it's over it's over there but then with spatial it's like okay so the singer's here i can hear the drums there this is something's behind me now and something's over the top of my head it's just like wow it's the most peculiar thing and even better if you've got if you you listen to something that's recorded in spatial and you've got your headphones on i was walking there i was walking on my way home from this train station had me airpods in which is spatial and i turned to look and the the voice that was in front of me then came into the left ear, and then when I straightened up again, it came around to the front again. It's really peculiar, and then it just just nuts. So you walk across the kitchen, and of course, someone who was singing to your face is now singing behind you because that it knows where you are now. Yeah. It's like it's the honestly whatever you're think thinking. I've really tested that. It's so really really bizarre. So if you've got oh, you both got AirPods, right? Yeah. If, if you've got anything that, that supports spatial. Go on to Apple Music. Say there's there's stuff on there specifically for spatial, and I'll get I'll send you a couple of tracks. It will blow your mind. It's just stereo's gone. <laughs> it's like yeah, that was a bit last year. Um, so what, it's why, really peculiar. Why, so I don't own a single piece of vinyl. Why would I own vinyl when you get all those new well, enhancements? Well, th- th- that's it's the bit different. that I oh, you open a can of worms now. <laughs> it's it's not very tactile scrolling through an app and finding something to listen to i like okay. p- picking up a record and putting it on yeah. and the other thing i find with it jonathan feel free to jump in the other thing i find <laughs> with, if i put on a record i've chosen to sit down and listen to this for 45 minutes yeah that's the that's the thing okay. it's the it's the it's the event it's, it's the sitting in the yeah. sitting in the front room my phone's off because i don't need it to be on i'm just there and i my my attention is completely on the music yeah yeah agreed Seriously, have a look at this spatial stuff. It, it's, mm. I thought it was all a bit, yeah, who cares? But honestly, um, bizarrely, some of the Ed Sheeran albums were some of the first, um, and, and Shape of You in Spatial is bizarre. But they've also redone like, a lot of the Beatles albums, and they just sound so different. You hear instruments that you haven't heard. It's really strange. You think, what's that? Where's that bell yeah. come from? And you think, well, it's probably always been there, but you couldn't hear it because they've been remixed now. Honestly, it's crazy. Mm. Meanwhile, back in 1978, I went to um, no, this is only last week. I went to a I went to a vinyl night at a at a local community pub. So there's a group of guys of a similar generation to myself sat around uh, sat around a record player and speakers, all brought along two or three albums, talking about why they'd chosen this one to to, to bring along yeah. based on the theme that was. Uh, the theme that was promoted a couple of weeks before. That's cool. Just gently supping real ale. It was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Well, if anyone has made it this far, we've just <laughs> lost them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on then. Bring us home, Jonathan. We've been all over the place today. <laughs> change. But but I think the, uh, the, the, the essence of what we've been talking about is connection and conversation and being real with one another um and allowing space in our lives to uh to to, to really expe- experience the connection that we have with other people um and that's where i'm going to leave it i'm going to encourage everyone to go away from listening to us today go and talk to somebody find out something new about them and uh and enjoy your time until we hear from you again love it